All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications. Comment, upvote, all of that stuff would be fantastic. Also, you can subscribe to our subtext community, and whenever we get little nuggets of information, we'll put it on there. We also have the shows, all of that stuff. It gives you a direct beeline to us. If you want to communicate and participate in the show, you want to have conversations with the show, feel free to drop us a line. That subtext community provides an avenue for that. Anyway, the Grove Bowl is Saturday in Vault Hemingway Stadium. I am personally looking forward to it. Yesterday, I kind of told you the goals of what we are looking for. Kind of a simple thing. We want to see Jackson Dart have a good game, not necessarily statistically. It needs to be optically. It needs to be where um, fans walk out of that stadium thinking he's going to be all right. Our our fans cut off the Grove Bowl and like, he's going to be all right. All of this stuff that we've heard about is there. It's tangible. It's real. The other side is the defense. I, I just want to see competency in a spring game. After 15 practices in a brand new defense, I want to see it be as cohesive as it possibly could be. No situations where wide receivers are running 30 yards wide open. Stuff like that. And through fall camp, they're going to get even more. You know, It's the same stuff. But that's what we talked about yesterday. Part of that happening, though, will be the play of a few players. For instance, Monty Montgomery, the transfer from Louisville, major player. Right now, I think he's running second team um, with Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste. And on the first team, you have Ashanti Seastrunk and Card Coleman. But Monty Montgomery, and even if they're running backup, it provides an avenue for something that we need. He's a, he's a really athletic guy. He's not necessarily a jack. He's not big enough for that. But he's almost an old-school true will. If you remember what Rory Johnson was, if you remember those guys playing that position, really rangy linebackers, that is what Monty Montgomery brought to the table. And if you remember when Ole Miss played in Louisville, that Louisville defense was a problem until Monty Montgomery got a targeting penalty. That was, I think, that game that had like five targeting penalties in it or something like that. But this provides an avenue for him to get better, to put a stake down. He has a chance to be really good. He's learning a new defense. This is a different defense than Brian Brown ran at Louisville. So it's going to take him a little while to adjust, just like Jeremiah and Jean-Baptiste. The linebackers as a whole, you need to pay attention to. You know, I mean, you don't want to count tackles or anything. You just want to see if they're in the right place. If they're making the plays that are, I don't know, that they're supposed to make. If, they, if that becomes pretty routine, they have a chance to be fairly special. I want to see if Kari Coleman, who I talked about last year, I mentioned players that are used to playing with their hand on the ground generally struggle whenever they have to move it back off the ground. And Kari Coleman moving from hand down defensive end to hand up linebacker was obviously a transition. I want to see if that transition is gone a little bit further if strides have been made another thing is i want to see if john saunders i've heard rumors of him playing back at safety but is that because the corner position is in good shape i want to see the defensive backfield after we had a defense at ole miss that was pretty consistently 
defensive back heavy. Six out of the 11 players were defensive backs. I want to see how they fit. Where Darius Tennyson, box safety. Whenever somebody plays the five, expect him to play the five. That husky role that made Tony, Tony Connor famous. Do that. Maybe he is the guy starting this year over Suntarian Perkins. So we still get to look forward to him and we get to talk about him for months ahead of time. But I want to see what ahead of him looks like. I want to see exactly how he adjusts, how he handles pass coverage. Again, when you watch a spring game, and I'm going to say this for the next three days and probably three days after it, do not pay attention to the final score and do not pay attention to the stats. You might have it, something visually, something to talk about, but if you want to see, the spring game is about making players as good as they can be to get ready for fall camp because the start of fall camp is going to determine where that ceiling is and you want that ceiling to be as high as possible. So you need strides to be made in spring practice, period. That is the goal of spring practice. That is everything. That is not something that people can follow from time to time. That's not very media-friendly stuff. It's just not. But it is a massively important step for players moving towards fall camp and towards games and towards of it really counting. Think of it like this. Spring practice is the most like baseball of any football position. During fall camp, everything is team-based. Everything. You want the defensive unit to be ahead of the offensive unit. You want the offensive unit to be ahead of the defensive unit. You talk about quarterback rooms, wide receiver rooms. You talk about them as a cohesive unit. That's what you're building. When people talk about team building, they generally are talking about football. It's just what it is. It's one of the most collective um, base sports in America. Well, spring practice, it's more like baseball. And by baseball, yes, I do realize that it's a team sport. And I do realize there's nine players on the field. But at times, it's individual battles. And it's about what you do individually. How can you do individually to help the collective? And that's what spring practice is like. If a wide receiver and a cornerback are going one-on-one all the time, you want them to compete, you want them to win, and it's about those individual accolades more than a collective unit. Like I said, spring game, we don't care about scores. We don't care about statistics. We care about, honestly, the eye test. We want to see people compete. We want to see people play well. We want to see a lack of procedural penalties. You want to see um, lack of bust. Just down pat, you want to make sure that players are doing what they're supposed to do. That is all spring practice is. And if it was meaningless, as some have said, they wouldn't do it. Because they would not risk a player getting hurt over something like this. It has to be beneficial for the team. Or they would not do it. I mean, you have players sitting out of bowl games now because it doesn't directly help them in the NFL draft. If this was a situation where it did not help the player and the team, they would not do it. So, we'll see. The two players that I've mentioned so far that I'm watching is Monty Montgomery and John Saunders. Offensively, 
You know, I am going to look at Brandon Buckhalter, the wide receiver that throughout spring practice, who like we're eight practices in at this point, we're going to have a spring game and then three practices after, but that's beside the point. Brandon Buckhalter has kind of become a go-to target for Walker Howard. Yes, I realize that is not a one's combination at the moment, but I want to see it. Because, in a way, this reminds me of something interesting. That's something that nobody is really going to talk about. But, with Walker Howard and Brandon Buckhalter and these big plays that are being made, it kind of reminds me, just kind of make me feel, of Chris Collins and Eli Manning. Who, I've told you before, we did a video about how it was just like when Eli was coming up with Romero Miller. But, the relationship that Brandon Buckhalter and Walker Howard are having is very reminiscent of that, and it's very interesting to see exactly how it will go. I'm pretty fired up about that as a whole um, and see exactly how it will go. But those are the three players that are kind of off the beaten path that I'm interested in paying attention to in this Grove Bowl. I think Monty Montgomery has a chance to be a difference maker on this defense. I think if he is good, he's a starter, um, and he has a chance to be a, I don't know, a, a game wrecker at linebacker, somebody that just makes plays, somebody that just pops up everywhere. I think our backup linebackers of him and Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste have a chance to be a pretty nifty combination. Yes, I said nifty. John Saunders, I just want to see if that transition to free safety is coming well or if he is truly a true corner. I think it was Zamari Walton. People talk about him. He's playing corner and playing well. The other side's going to be DeAndre Prince. I think it's just an opportunity to get all three on the field at the same time. I don't think there's anything nefarious going on. Brandon Buckalter, it's just it's almost time for him to, you know, to um, fish or cut bait. And he is making plays with Walker Howard. We'll see what happens. I want to see him flash in the grow ball. So those are the three players that necessarily have my attention, honestly. Should be a lot of fun. Anyway, do want to say thank you very much for tuning in and watching the show. We will see you tomorrow. And thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. It has big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Thank you very much for watching the show. We'll be back tomorrow. It's going to start to normalize a little bit. Pratt will be a little bit late. Derek will be a little bit late. The usuals will be a little bit later because my mom is in town and I'm visiting with her. So just be patient. Bear with me with that. But Brandon Murray commits, huge commitment. And we have our um, site set on Austin Nunez as a potential next one. So we'll see exactly what's up. Anyway, till tomorrow. See you then.